to Park Valley Church's Sermon of the Week. It doesn't matter if you have been a Christ follower for years or new to the Christian faith, you have come to the right place. Listen in as one of our campus pastors shares how to apply biblical truth in a tangible way. As you listen, we pray you have an encounter with Jesus that leads to real and lasting life change. Good, good to see friends and good to see everybody. Uh, I'm Pastor Steve. Uh, Barry will be back next week. He's on the way back from Europe right now. But I'm the missions pastor. It kind of makes sense that I talk to you about missions because that video that you just watched brings a lot of memories back. That was a special time. We made great friends with those who went and we saw life changed. And, and let me ask you a question. And, if, and I'm going to ask you at some point to raise your hand and hold it up for a second. Have you ever been on a mission trip and seen God show up in surprising ways? Made friends in foreign... See, yep, you've made friends in foreign countries you never knew you would have. Just had a great time on a mission trip. So those who have their hands up, hold them up for a second. Everybody else, if you've ever thought about going on a mission trip, you now know who to ask. They have answers. You've got questions. It's a wonderful opportunity to just put God into your life and to go out and to tell people, because that's what we're doing. We're going and we're telling. That's what our shirt says, go and tell. So this past year has been a great year for Park Valley Church for many reasons, but I'm biased. We're talking about missions. You know, we're back to sending people on mission trips. Praise the Lord, COVID is behind us. We are able to go out now and to meet new friends in places that we haven't been in a long time. So we sent three foreign trips out this year, and I'm going to say we actually had four mission trips this year because we spent a lot of time at the hypothermia shelter in Manassas as a local opportunity to learn how to mission and learn how to do it, and we'll do that again in 2023. But we sent a team this year to, well, DR was in March, Dominican Republic. That was a great team that did wonderful things there in a medical clinic. We sent people to the Tanzania in June, and you just saw that video. And then our Jamaica team just got back. So if you see anybody walking around with a red shirt that says change on it, ask them what that means, because that means they just got back from Jamaica last week. And Lord willing, next year, we'll send 120 people from this church on mission trips. It's a great opportunity to go and to make friends and to have a lot of fun. But is that why we do it? Do we go on mission trips because it's fun? It is fun, but that's not why we go. We don't go to pile up the airplane miles. We don't go to be a tourist. We go on mission trips because we've been called to go on mission trips. It's called the Great Commission. And if you look at the word, C-O-M, mission. You know, the Great Commission is very simple. It's our command. And I want you to pay attention as we read this to the last statement in this Great Commission because this is Jesus speaking. It's a take-it-to-the-bank guarantee. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you, and be sure of this. This is the ticket to the bank. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Today, we're going to talk about three things. The first is that everybody you will ever meet is an image bearer of God. Everyone is made in the image of God. The second thing is that everybody has a part to play in this great body that we're part of. And the last thing is that you can trust God's promises. You can trust God's plans. You can take them to the bank. 
So point one is image bearers. We're all image bearers of God. How do we know that? Because the Holy Bible tells us that. Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know, no matter where you travel, you can leave Haymarket and Manassas and Warrington and go to Manila and Mozambique. You will find people who are just like you and I. They might look a little different, and they might have different customs, but they have the same needs and desires and wants. They want to be loved. They need to eat. We all sleep. We all want to matter to somebody. You know, we just go and we tell people about Jesus. That's what we do. It's always a message of love. There are so many things that we think separate us from other people, but there are so many more things that connect us to people Don't concentrate on the things that make someone different and separate us. Choose to find the things that connect us and love those people because God does. You know, in Tanzania, we met a young man named Shadrach. It was a very long flight to Tanzania. We were tired. We landed at the foot of Mount Kilimanjaro and we got through customs, we're hungry, and we load up the bus. And it was amazing because the bus was like six feet taller by the time we loaded it up with all the bags that were on top of this bus. It was, it was kind of comical, but that was a wonderful bus. I could preach just about the bus and the things that happened on the bus. But we were hungry, so we had an hour and a half drive to go from the airport to Arusha, where we were heading. We got to Arusha, it's late afternoon, we're hungry, we stopped for lunch. And it's their winter, so imagine being outside in San Diego. It was beautiful weather. Uh, Lots of trees, and we were in a thatched roof. And if you can imagine, the very first thing that we eat when we get to Tanzania is pizza. You know, all that long, long around-the-world trip to go have pizza. And it looked beautiful, and it was very good. Not quite our pizza, but still remarkable. But at that place, we met a young man. Well, we didn't meet him there. We found out later that he was there. Shadrach was there. He saw us eat lunch. He told me that later. After lunch, we got back on the bus, and we drive across Arusha to the Baptist Bible Fellowship Church and School. And we spend a lot of time there um, during our time in Tanzania. And Shadrach was there. That's actually where we met him. And then the next day, we hosted our very first soccer tournament out of two tournaments that we did, and Shadrach was there. He was a remarkable young man. He wanted to connect with us so badly. He wanted to to just be seen and noticed and paid attention to. He had questions. He answered our questions. It felt like we had known him forever because he just wanted love. He just wanted someone to, to take the notice and take the time to to say hi to him and let him know that he mattered. But what we found out later was that at that very moment, Shadrach was going through a life-defining moment, something that we will never really go through because in Tanzania, like so many other places around the world, education stops at about 12 or 13. So that very moment, Shadrach and all his peers were being tested in in school to see if they would be allowed to participate in school, to go to secondary school. And there was a big if. If he tested well, he could. And if his parents had the resources and the money, then he could. Otherwise, at 13, it's get a job. It's support the family. It's support yourself. It's do anything you can to survive. 
And we saw that on display everywhere in Tanzania. He never let us know he was afraid. He hid that from us. But I know that it was eating him alive because we all have that same fear that's inside of us. One of the nights that we were in Arusha, we were invited to dinner at at the home of an elder in a local church. And it was an honor. We were walking through a neighborhood that probably hadn't seen very many Americans, especially since COVID. And people were coming up to us and talking to us and we were talking to them and we were were having a nice conversation. People were as friendly as they could be. Dogs were running around. Just imagine the road is really a rough road. It's through a very compact, tight community. Um, Motorcycles, kids are playing everywhere. And everywhere we walked, you could see life on display in people's windows of their huts. Because there was no glass. If there was a covering over these hut windows, it was a bar for safety and security. You saw life lived in community out in the open. And it was just remarkable to see. We, we turned the corner of one of the roads and, and, and Papa Pindo was out in the, the, the road waiting for us, Baba Pindo. And Mama Pindo and her two daughters welcomed us when we walked into their home. They were so proud to have us there. They showed us their home. There were 23 of us. I wonder if they knew that 23 people were coming because they lived in a two-room home. Each room was maybe 10 by 10. But what they did to make us feel so welcomed was they moved everything out of their house. They weren't afraid we were going to steal it. They just wanted us to be the center of attention, to feel so welcomed and to feel so loved that everything was moved so that we were the honored guest. And boy, did they feed us. Mama Pindo was a great cook. Trust me, we ate a lot of rice and beans in in Tanzania, but we had the best rice and beans we've ever had with Mama Pindo. And what her real claim to fame was that Because everywhere you would go, there'd be a different hot sauce. She made a hot sauce you would never forget. You can take that for however you want to take it. (laughs) It was wonderful, though. They lavished us with gifts. And what we found out later was that just the cost of the food alone was more than they make in a week. They sacrificed for us. They wrapped Barry and I in Maasai robes because this was a Maasai family. They really respect age in this community. And the oldest member of our group was Lynn, and they gave her a ceremonial wrap and and outfit that was just beautiful. And we prayed, and we laughed, and we cried with them. And because of this tight community, everybody around heard the prayers. They heard the laughter. They heard the joy. They heard the hope. We left there feeling like family. It was just remarkable. You know, in Tanzania, we loved everywhere we could, and we gave the gospel to anybody who would listen. 769 people accepted Jesus as their Savior while we were there. And that's just a thank you, Lord. But those 769 people were immediately, I mean immediately, because you just can't say that and abandon them, they were connected into the local church. Because we all know this, this is, the, this is a lifetime process. This is a walk that's unique to each, and a, each of us, but we need people to be on that walk with us. We, we shared love through medical care with Dr. Bimba, who has a remarkable story, uh, and his wonderful team. 
We shared love and we preached with Pastor Abraham, who grew up Muslim. We preached with Pastor Emmanuel, who the Lord is using in Dodoma, which is their capital, uh, to bring lost souls to Christ. Every morning in both cities, we woke up to the sound of the, the call to prayer from the Muslim mosques that were everywhere. Somewhere north of Babadi, I'm not exactly sure where we were, but we were praying because there was great conflict coming from the local churches about the gospel of Jesus Christ. The local churches had been, had been praying and teaching. They could come and, and get our medical care, but they were not allowed to listen to us to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we were, we were seeing that conflict throughout Tanzania. But wow, was it a wonderful trip. It was a life-changing trip. You come home and you realize how lucky and fortunate we are. But you also came home reminded that God loves everyone. And that there is no reason that we should ever stop loving anyone. God doesn't. My second point is that we all have a part to play. And that's 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you has a part to play, part of it. I don't know what your part is. You know, missionaries, though, are just simply people who see something and then say something. They live life, they experience life, and then they tell people what they know. You know, you woke up this morning, you're a missionary for something. You can use that for good or for evil. You can use it for love or for hate, but it's a choice that you have to make. You know, maybe you've been called to be a foreign missionary. Maybe not. Maybe your mission field is your family, the people that you work with. But trust me, you're on the mission field whether you know it or not. I'd like to introduce you to Joe and to Becky. And if you're watching online, at this point, we're going to cut away and you're going you're gonna to go hear uh, Pastor TJ and Zach right now. So we'll let that cut away. And I'm going to pause just for a second. I think you should be back online right now. If you'd like to actually get a chance to talk to Joe and to Becky, they'll be at the missions area in the lobby after service. Feel free to come by and say hi. So what do you think your part is? You know, I, I don't expect you all to jump on an airplane tomorrow. That would be awesome. But I don't expect that. But I just want you to know we're here to help you. This is a process. It's unique to everybody. It's, it's the fun part about being a Christian. What a what great opportunity to serve and to love people. If you ever have questions, we're here to help you discern that process. And then this leads to the third point that we're talking about, that you can trust God's plan. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. That's talking about trust God here. You know, here, when we try to understand God sometimes and we, we use our brain, we can talk ourselves out of it. We can find excuses or reasons why it just doesn't make sense or we shouldn't do that. Um, there's going to be pain involved. But when you're talking about your heart, your true feelings, that's where it begins to make sense. You know, we, we all need love and God uses our heart to give us love and to share love. You know, what do you trust? Can you trust God's promises? I think you can. I know you can. I know these are take it to the bank promises. You know, do you trust a bridge not to collapse every time you drive across it? 
Do you trust people that you know maybe you shouldn't trust? I would say that's not trust, that's hope. You hope the bridge won't collapse, but history shows us that bridges collapse. And you hope that you can trust your friends, but have your friends always been there for you or do they let you down once in a while? You know, why is it so hard for people to trust God? And, and maybe this is just me, I hope it's not, maybe it's you, but why do I let fear creep in to steal my confidence? I don't have that answer because I know that I shouldn't be doing that. You know, we give random people more consideration than we give God sometimes. Sometimes people forget to lock their cars. They're hoping that people don't mess with their stuff. And then they're surprised when the wallet that they hid underneath that seat is gone the next morning because sadly, people can disappoint, but not God. God's trusts are take it to the bank. One way that helps me understand that I can truly trust the Lord to run my life, to, to rule my life, to be my Lord, not just my Savior, is to understand God's attributes. If we look at Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man. He does not lie. Can you think of someone that's never lied to you before other than God? We all lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. <laughs> I can change my mind constantly. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Of course not. Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Absolutely not. God's attributes are like permanent property boundary markers. They don't change. They're permanent indicators of character. Human attributes, though, are different. We change all the time. I'm not the same person I was when I was Shadrach's age or even what I was a year ago. I'm different now. I respond to people and to problems differently. But God's attributes are not like yours and mine. God has no beginning or end. He does not change. And when you remember that, when you surrender, there is a peace. Paul writes about it. There is a trust that you can count on. It takes hold of your life. It's a trust in God. You know, I hope the stock market goes up but I know I'm going to be disappointed lately. I hope my car starts this morning, you know, every morning, because it's a long walk to work from, from my home. But I trust in the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is holy. And only He is perfect. He will never disappoint you. So how do you trust the Lord? You know, maybe you're kind of walking that fine line between the old you and the new you. You're not really sure what's next. Three very fast and simple action steps that you could put in your life today. First is pray. We are very good at asking God for stuff, but how often do we listen to God? God, I want this. If it's your will, please make it happen. But when did I say, God, what's your will for my life? When did I ever sit quietly and just pay attention to what God is saying to me? Because he will speak, doors will open, doors will close, People will come to you. You will see God in your life. Honest. It really is true. And the second thing is practice. Pray. Excuse me. Pray and practice. Practice what? Practice your testimony. 
You're like, oh wait, that's a little scary. No, your testimony is just your story. Your walk is unique to you. Your story is unique to you. How God has used you is unique, but it's important because you don't have the power to save. God has the power to save, but you have the power to influence. Imagine you've got someone in your family that you've been praying for for years. Please, Lord, let this person know you. Let them become your Lord and Savior. And they finally come to you one day and they say, all right, tell me about this Jesus guy. I'm willing to listen. And you can just kind of see them sitting there like this going, just tell me. What would happen if you babbled? Or if you sat there and you said, you know what? What a great question. But I'm not ready for this conversation. Let's schedule a meeting over coffee next week. What a lost opportunity. How sad for that opportunity that is missed because no one is guaranteed a tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in that person's life. You've missed an opportunity, so just be ready. There is no formula to your testimony. You were this way, and then Jesus, and now you're this way. That's all it is. It can be an hour, it can be 30 seconds, but it's your story. And just be ready to, be, to tell people about Jesus and what he means to you. Pray, practice. The third thing is participate. And this is, this is simple. Just join a connect group. Join, a, join a, a Bible study. Learn about Jesus. Get involved in service here. I can promise you, I'll do a quick background check on you, and I'm going to put you in open arms really fast if you want to work with kids with special needs. There is plenty of things that you can do here to serve the Lord and to find out what your purpose for this great body is. You can also come to our missions dinner on Friday. So this is the time. We're not telling you about all the mission trips that were going on. They have been changing a little bit, but now I think we're finally settled. So if you will sign up online just to let us know you're coming to this free dinner, we would love to talk to you, to, to let you see what we did in missions in 22, where we're going to go in 23, and to just understand what missions means for Park Valley and what it could mean in your life. It'll be a great night. Sat around it with lots of friends. You know, we've all been called. We all have a choice to make. And all of this starts with faith. And it's faith in Jesus Christ. It's, it's not a, it's a take it to the bank statement. It's a faith in Jesus Christ as the Savior who can bring you into relationship with a holy God. If you know who Jesus is, thank you. And we're happy that we can help you work in that relationship and be part of this process. If you don't know who Jesus is, let me tell you, would you please bow your head and, and close your eyes? You know, all people sin. We are separated from a holy God by sin. And there's only one way the Bible tells us there's only one way to have that right relationship. We're all looking for something and people are looking in all the wrong places. The answer is Jesus. Jesus died on the cross to cover you in his blood, to forgive you of your sins, to allow you to spend eternity with God who is craving your presence. It's an opportunity for everyone. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you've never been baptized, we're gonna encourage you to get baptized today. The water's ready. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we're gonna encourage you to pray a prayer Something very simple, it's not these magic words. But pray this prayer with me if you're ready to, th to, to know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that Lord, I trust. I know you are who you say you are, and I know that I need you. I am a sinner, 
But Lord, I am accepting you, not just as my Savior, but as my Lord. I will put you first in my heart. Lord, I cannot do this without you. I need you, I love you, and Lord, please come into my life. I love you, Father. I love you, God. I thank you. So if you've just prayed that prayer, it's as simple as that. God is calling. Are you ready to respond and answer? Lord, I thank you for everyone here who has come today. Those who have just prayed that prayer, those who are contemplating and thinking about their role in this great body. Lord, help them to hear your call, to make a choice, and to become a participant in the kingdom of God, which is just an incredible honor. We love you and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. You know, if you just accepted Christ as your Savior, we'd love to know about that. And you are welcome to take one of the black bags off the hooks in the back. Um, if you have questions about missions, we're here to talk. We'll be out at the area. Don't forget that the uh, baptism is up and ready. If you need prayer, there's some wonderful people coming up here to, to pray. Thank you very much. And we love you. Thank you very much for being here and have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Sermon of the Week. If you accepted Christ, want to accept Christ, or just want to see what Park Valley Church is about, you can email us at info at parkvalleychurch.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.